0: Hello. Um, My brother.
1: Uh, hi. Is this on? Am I, is this working?
0: The microphone? Uh,
1: <laughs> the micro- Yeah. Um, how do we do this? What do we?
0: I don't know. I don't know how to do anything anymore.
1: Where are you? Why are you caught? Where are you right now?
0: <laughs> it's me, Eliza from the podcast Twin Picks.
1: Oh, our Who's podcast. This? Yeah. this is Noah. This is your oh brother. Oh, my
0: God. Remember the before times when we had a <laughs> lovely family podcast and we smiled oh. and laughed?
1: <laughs> over over our beautiful home-cooked dinner every night? No, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. I feel so long ago now, the dark I times. Wonder if,
0: I wonder if there's still even a, a point in saying, welcome to Twin Pigs.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Gosh, I love movies. <laughs>
0: To twin Picks, the show where a pair of actual real-life human twins and Me Too make a double feature out of two movies that share some kind of pee pee poo poo and we poo which poos in pee-pee. Um, anyway, today's not a normal episode, it's a special little episode. So we don't it have is, human twins, we just we have We don't have human twins, us. we just
1: have one twin, we just have the boy one, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. um. Brahms the boy. Exactly, Brahms the boy part two. Oh my um, god, I wish. <laughs> he would be great apparently, what a get apparently have you seen that movie the second one
0: no i actually haven't seen it
1: uh, well for all our listeners everything that the wonderful film the boy set up brahms the boy part two just completely destroys really yeah it does away is with the awesome is he actually twist. an
0: evil doll in this one yeah
1: he's an evil doll oh, how lame is that, that bad? that's good the point, oh, shut up, no, okay, this is not a The Boy fandom podcast, this is <laughs> a, a really weird, vague, oh well, usually gosh. it's a movie comparison podcast, I guess, but today, you know what, I don't need to tell you guys, usually I'd be like, hey, team, hope everyone's doing well, but you know what, I'm going to make a big assumption, you're probably not doing that well, the world <laughs> kind of sucks right now, it isn't very fun.
0: yeah. Even movie, movie is normally a great thing that like brings us all at ease. It's the reason we do the podcast because we like film. And this mm-hmm. year there's been so much like bonkers, like irritating, like depressing, also hilarious things happening <laughs> in the world of film. And like, because I, I don't think there's a way we can talk about everything bad that's happened this year, but no. I think we can narrow it down to like bad film things and... That's like what we're here to do today. We're just going to rant is... and rave about <laughs> 2020s like movie controversies.
1: That's it. This is Eliza's stunning idea because we know it's been <laughs> a while since we've had an episode, which is mm. really frustrating because I don't know about you, but I've been watching more movies than ever. And I've been so excited to talk about them. But obviously, because of especially in Melbourne, one of the only cities in the world that still has lockdown rules and stuff, it's been impossible for us to record to a usual level but that's why we thought we would just put out this little special episode um where yeah we talk about movie controversies of 2020 which honestly I don't know how this is going to go and that's why I'm quite excited for yeah that. that's what's the fun. rank what's the ranking system that so I think we're saying we're going to go through all these controversies We've just
0: listed out like off the straight mm. off the top of the dome and with the help of internet, <laughs> we've thought about the movie, the, the year's most like impactful, weird like movie scandals, like some which are like genuinely kind of depressing and some which are kind of just like maybe like a meme on Twitter that got a bit of traction. <laughs> but exactly. we've listed them out. And do you reckon like are we doing like biggest controversy to like storm in a teacup or are we doing like our favourite to our least favourite? You know?
1: Look, I think, I think part of the fun of this is like, <laughs> all of this is stupid. Like, movies don't have to exist; we created them, so no movie <laughs> controversy actually, like, really matters. So I think we really? go from like most valid, actual, shocking controversy, yeah, to like as if this matters. Why are we talking about it in any okay, way? Okay,
0: okay, yeah. That's my opinion. Okay, personally. so significance, kind of
1: yeah significance okay Mm. yeah um yeah like a merit significance
0: yeah okay so like hopefully people who know a lot about movies when they listen to this they won't be like cringing and being like oh my god i don't want to hear about this stuff and people who don't like follow much movie news or like i don't know press about movies or anything won't be like what the hell is all this like do you guys yeah. have brain worms like these we can link to <laughs> news about these to show that this stuff happened
1: yeah but, i think i think we've yeah. got a good <laughs> list of things that like either people will know about or if they don't we'll fill you in and you'll be like oh that's quite interesting to know yeah. i reckon yeah
0: i have i have a way that i think we can get started on, okay, on, awesome. on figuring out what is like the the best or the most important movie controversy of the year oh, what's i reckon that? We should each pick one that we think is right in the middle to like kind of set our equilibrium, you know?
1: Oh, I love. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. I've got my one. Do you want to go wanna... first then?
0: Because I haven't yeah. chosen.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Okay, great. I'll go first. Our first movie controversy of the year is one that I, I think it is quite in the middle in the way that... It is a valid problem that could keep on recurring, mm. but also this instance of it is really dumb and everyone agrees it's dumb. And that is, I have to look up the specifics of the movie, actually. That will be a part of doing this as well. But um, it has been announced that there's a film coming up where James Dean is being recreated. The wonderful classic actor James Dean, who was you know killed tragically very young, he only got to be in three films, Um, and for an upcoming movie, like a Vietnam movie or something, they are using CGI to recreate James Dean's likeness and essentially have another James Dean performance, which I feel like we can widely agree is like one of the dumbest ideas I've ever heard in my life.
0: It's just like extremely, like my first impression of this like whole new story was just like so tacky. Like it's it's so like oh, I love, like, you know, they don't make them like they used to. Like, I have a Marilyn Monroe poster in my room. Like, oh, I drive Mm. an old car. Like, just worship of, like, old Hollywood and totally dismissing, like, anything new.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And that's also why it's so weird because it's, like, Obviously, the choice is made out of respect for old Hollywood, but I'm like, that's more disrespectful than anything to yeah. digitally recreate a star. Y'all are and like they necromancing
0: his corpse. Literally. And like making them dance in your crappy movie.
1: <laughs> exactly. And they have, the actor doesn't have any like say over what their performance is. The fucking computer's yeah. going to determine it. So let's look up what the movie specifically is. I have it up. The movie in question, it's like a Vietnam Mm.
0: drama, which is weird because they're like, you know, this movie, it's going to be set in like 60s, 70s. Like who's perfect for that era? James Dean. It's like, well, Mm. he died in 1955. But, um, it's a like Vietnam movie about like, I think it's about like a soldier and he has to get like dogs out of Vietnam. It's like abandoned dogs at the end of the Vietnam war. And he's like this good guy who's protecting the doggos. Mm. And, the filmmaker, I from memory, I don't think this filmmaker up. is known up for much here. else, right?
1: Yeah, it says so. It says it's called Finding Jack. The directors are Anton Ernst and Tati Goli. I'm I think not they're like that a South
0: African like filmmaking team, or something.
1: Yeah, I think so. Right. Um, and their statement was: mm-hmm. they said, "We searched. We never intended for this to be a marketing gimmick. We searched high and low for the perfect character." to portray the role of of Rogan which has some extreme complex (laughs) characters and after months of research we decided on James Dean so it's one thing it's one thing to be like (laughs) we're looking for a James Dean type and it's another thing to be like (laughs) we're gonna bring back James Dean um yeah I I guess it opens (laughs) into a wider conversation about like what are your thoughts on the uncanny valley like using CGI to recreate people in general. Because as I yeah. said, like, at the top of picking this one, like, although this story is pretty dumb, the implications of it in the future are quite valid. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, I feel like it's not, it, at the moment, it's not as big of a thing as we thought it would be, like, maybe a year or a couple years ago. Like, mm. do you remember when there was, like, Princess Leia and, uh, and like, the Rogue Peter one. Cushing? Yeah. yeah, Rogue
1: One was huge. And people the people
0: yeah, and people are like, oh, my God, is this going to be every movie now? They're, and like Sean Young in Blade Runner 2049.
1: Oh, yeah, and I totally forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. I
0: thought that that instance particularly I thought was really cool because it was like yeah. it was part of the story as well, being like, oh, my God, she looks just the same as in yeah. like, you know, 1980, whatever.
1: Mm. But, and I think like, both of them yeah. oh, sorry after you.
0: No, it's okay. I was just going to say, like, in general, I don't think it's that threatening. There's something a bit tacky about it to me, but I haven't seen any uses that have, like, really pissed me off. Until this, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree entirely. Like, I think the biggest instances I think of are, we've, it's happened a lot in the last 10 years where movies go like, oh, we have a flashback sequence where you see this person younger or you see them yeah. like, like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. They've done it to him like four times in the MCU yeah. and a lot of them are crap. Um, but I think in that sense, it's fine. Like, I personally loved in Rogue One, Tarkin. Like, that's an instance where I'm like, I get it, you're doing like, in the universe you want it to be really you know like it's set in the star wars universe everyone knows what that character looks like he isn't in the movie for long enough that it's distracting it's kind of just like a cameo thing and in that sense it's fine um yeah and also it's a big one for like you know what all these cgi incredible people talk about is they're like the hardest thing to create is um is like a human, like, because we mm. obviously, because we're looking at people all day, we can pick up on it way better. Yeah. Um, so some of them are like really incredible, like technical feats. Um, but what I get scared about is the idea that like one day, if a, a director was like, oh, I want Tom Cruise in my movie. And it's like, oh, Tom Cruise is old now, or Tom Cruise is filming mm. another movie that agents, I read something that it's like, that they would be able to, to, be to, like, like license oh, just the image yeah, of an actor? Yeah, you sell the license of your of your um. Yeah, well, there was books, that movie about it that we
0: watched, The Congress, right, with Robin Wright?
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. Not a great That's movie, scary for, but all but about, such, like,
0: that concept.
1: Yeah, it's such a valid thing to be afraid of. Like, I don't want it yeah. to be like, oh, this movie has Tom Cruise and this movie has robot Tom Cruise. Like, it's yeah. ridiculous and to me. And then,
0: like, with a dead person as well, for this instance in particular James Dean's estate if you look into it it's not run like he didn't have any kids he didn't have like a spouse that ran the estate or Mm. he was like 24 when he died so the people Mm. running his estate are like his estranged dad's kids it's like you guys do you really know what he wants like do you know what his legacy like would be is he okay with being like turned into this zombie for like some random movie about like a dog white savior guy
1: (laughs) like yeah literally um yeah that's that i I actually hadn't realized that at all that's that is so true that it's like then what if we're just like like some stars would have the people who own their likeness or like um are responsible for their estate if they don't really if they didn't really give a shit about the person like if they don't like know them well enough if they just kind of like end up owning the estate then yeah, how respectful would they be? Like we get a bunch yeah. of James Dean movies, you know? So weird. Yeah. Um, and I also think, sorry, I'm rambling on so much with this one point, but I think it is like <laughs> an interesting thing in the sense that sometimes we talk so much about being like, the technology isn't there. And I'm like, well, sometimes it has been there and it's been so effective that you didn't know. Like one that blows mm. me away, it it's like a pretty good movie, but at the end of Iron Man 3, Robert Downey Jr., Robert Downey Jr. hurt his leg or something. So the entire last five minutes of Iron Man 3 his CGI and you, you cannot really don't notice it. it. You yeah. literally can't notice it. Like I've watched it, a few, like every time I watch it now, I look out for it and I'm like, wow. And it really reminds me of like um, a few directors, like at the moment on Twitter are talking about the thing of like whenever people criticise visual effects, they're criticising when they can see the tell them yeah. it's visual effects and you actually sometimes the visual effects are so good that you don't see the seams of the filmmaking and that's good visual effects.
0: Yeah. I think I saw the same discussion you saw where it was like people arguing saying like, you kind of want to see like, be reminded, oh, my God, people made this. Like, yes. and you do get that sometimes when you're watching, like, The Muppets or something, you're like, whoa, oh, my God, it's obviously fake, but it feels so, like, alive and human and stuff. Yes. And it's like, there
1: is artistic value yeah. in the scenes. That's so true. Yeah, 100%. Like, sometimes that's, yeah, the beauty of it, like, seeing that, yeah. those the reality of it, even though you can tell it's not, like, super ultra-realistic, you're like, oh, wow, I can see the man hours as it took to make this. Yeah. Yeah. There you go that's Oof, okay my, I feel that's,
0: like that's your middle of the pack one like you think that's
1: you know what talking about it there I feel like it made I like it actually don't you feel <laughs> it is moving up the list for me I think oh I think I, I might have started too strong oh. uh, but we'll see we'll see
0: oh my gosh okay my pick for like a true <laughs> neutral one I, I think this is like this is not really a controversy that much but just the whole issue of because of Miss Rona movie dates being pushed to next year what? or this is theatrical like releases of going the to streaming. Why?
1: Absolutely top of the list for me. I have this conversation every single day. <laughs> oh my God.
0: Okay. I'm interested to hear. Why are you passionate about this?
1: Well, I, I, I'm just passionate about it because I think as a 2020 movie controversy, it's one that actually is really up to interpretation. Like I've actually heard lots mm. of different perspectives and I think they're all so valid for me personally. I, I've actually watched a bunch of like, the weird thing for me is like we talk a lot about like movies are dying or whatever. And I'm like, lol, even in a year where things didn't get released like they were supposed to, I've still seen so many amazing new releases this year, nice. like, a lot. I've literally already got a top 10. Like I've, I've seen a lot of new great new movies this year still. Um, wow, I don't know if I can
0: say that I still feel like it's been kind of a it's what, been a year, year for course. me yeah
1: yeah definitely but I just mean like I've I've even in a bad year I've still got a bunch of films and to be honest I just like one of the things I miss the most obviously is the cinema like it literally is like crack to me sitting in the seat like yeah. it feels like I'm being injected with drugs and <laughs> I am what cinema are you going to that? <laughs> That's probably the aster. That's where they're hooking yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, me up. Um, and I personally am of the opinion that I would love it if essentially everything was pushed until everyone in the world could see it, which I know is so unreasonable and dumb. But I like when they announced that Candyman was doing that, I was like, yes, thank God. Right. Um, the fact that No Time to Die is still in November worries me. I just really am of the opinion that I want to see them all in cinema. I really do. Um, But that being said, something like Bill and Ted Face the Music was so, as a lot of people recognise, like actually them releasing it like they did to streaming kind of like suited the material in the sense that the movie was about positivity and hope and the world is like like dying and I was like it actually really was needed like as it like 10 seconds in I was like oh yeah I needed this it Um, made the
0: movie feel a bit more special than it might have if it came out in cinemas where you're like I'm gonna make the trek am I really gonna pay like 20 bucks to see like a three call to like you know whatever these like kind of mild movies but then, yeah, once you start watching, it's, like, it has this DIY, like, or really, really optimistic feel that's, like, oh, I'm very glad people could stream this, like, fairly yeah, easily.
1: Totally. Um, but, yeah, personally, I'm of the opinion that, like, like I could not give less shits about Chris Nolan, but even something like Tenet, I was, like, oh, nah, I would rather we all just waited, obviously. Interesting. Um, yeah.
0: Have you seen... Um, I think we just feel a bit differently about this. I don't. I don't. Yeah, no, that's what like, I mean. I think it's interesting. We to probably just movies, feel differently.
1: How do you feel about yeah. it? Yeah.
0: I don't think it's a controversy, really. I just think it's like, oh, that's how things turned out this year. That sucks, man. But like, I don't know. I just. I was just going to ask, are there any movies that you think have been really hurt because they went onto streaming instead? Where it's like, no, it could have been a contender, blah, 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 you know?
1: Ah, uh, right. Interesting. Well, a lot of like the new releases that I've watched have been horror and the best Mm. like the reason horror is surviving so well right now is because horror was always quite palatable for the streaming age like with Mm. Shudder, and also just with the nature of a lot of these movies they were always kind of getting really limited releases and then getting put into like streaming so a lot of them Mm. are already pretty fine but movies that i'm like oh would have been awesome to see it with a, with a crowd, I guess. Uh, the ones that stick out are 1BR. 1BR is this amazing, oh. amazing, amazing, amazing horror movie about, like, I don't want to give anything away, but, like, it's kind of like cult community vibes. Yes. Um, it's great. And um, also... I heard that Daniel Isn't Real was going to get more of an Australian release and it didn't. But, again, yeah. these are all like, quite small films. Like, in terms of yeah. big stuff that got released, the things that come to mind are, like, Milan, which I honestly yeah. think it probably got the reception it deserved. <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah. mean, we
0: might talk about that later.
1: <laughs> yeah, Exactly, yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know what? For someone... Oh, my... Well, it's now getting bad reviews, but the big one that I literally said out loud no to was antebellum getting released yeah on streaming i'm like oh are you kidding i was so excited to see that in the cinema but i that seen such bad a reviews. like
0: yeah i watched it a little while ago that was like the trailer was so hype it was so mysterious no one really knew what the movie was about mm-hmm. and then like after the first bad review it got everyone was like actually no we're good and like i don't know anyone that's really watched it <laughs> it's like so <laughs> but sad isn't,
1: but isn't that also leading into the interesting thing that like it's quite a fascinating barometer for how a studio is feeling about the product like yeah it's so awesome to me that they're like no nope, Candyman we're waiting I'm like yes I know what that means <laughs> that means good things whereas Antebellum I read mm. a tweet I don't know who tweeted it but like a few months ago someone was like I don't want to say what the movie is but I've just seen a horror movie I was really excited for and I'm really sorry to say I was super disappointed and I was like oh, mm. no it's Candyman it's Candyman but I now realize it was Antebellum and I'm like Hmm. thank god Um, (laughs) yeah it's interesting because
0: they're like similar production company like they're both monkeys poor or whatever and yeah like it's so I wonder if that was like tense for them being like no we have to wait to release them both and like no Antebellum won't survive on its own blah blah blah
1: (laughs) yeah oh and might be happen as we get Halloween Kills as well has got pushed as well that's what I was gonna ask you god but also like The Quiet Place
0: like there's no scary movies coming out this October basically
1: yes Quiet Place yeah literally except for Hubie
0: halloween hubie halloween october 19th <laughs> netflix yes hubie
1: yes oh that's so funny did you see that thing that adam sandler was like the next movie i make after losing yeah after not getting nominated for uncut gems was like the next movie i make it's gonna be the worst thing i've ever made
0: <laughs>
1: hubby hubby
0: excuse me Is it no it's hubby
1: is that his name or something
0: yeah his name's hubby dubois <laughs>
1: You watched god. the trailer. I didn't watch the trailer. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, I, I had to write like an article about it for one of my jobs. Aww. So in the in the <laughs> article, I was like, "It looks great," and I don't think it's the bad on purpose movie that Adam Sandler said he was going to make. Can you I pitch me? I
1: don't think it is. Can, can you pitch me what you think the bad?
0: Oh my god! ...purposely bad. Okay. Adam Sandler
1: movie is going to be. F- <laughs>
0: Oh, okay, we've talked. I've talked <laughs> about this recently with Max about what is like the worst genre of Adam Sandler movies, and Ooh. I think it's ones where he just plays like a normal guy that wears like a big shirt and like khaki pants, and it's and just like him and his in the world. Yeah, yeah. He has like an incredibly beautiful, like super patient wife who's always like, "Is that poop? Yep, that's poop or whatever." <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I think it's just about him and his buddies and like. I don't yeah. know. It's just like one of those movies where it's an excuse for them to like go overseas. And like Rob Schneider yeah. just plays like whatever, whatever ethnicity they show up in, like of that yeah. country. Hey,
1: yeah. they, uh, I at least like that there isn't like a desperation from him. Like that's the best Ed and Stanley thing to me. So he's like, yeah, I know I make these movies. Get lost. Yeah. Whatever. I'm on holiday, you know? Whereas some <laughs> people I'm like, damn, you are not adjusting well to your like lame filmography, yeah. my dude.
0: Oh, I have a good segue. Okay.
1: Oh, I'm ready. Off you go.
0: I guess I can't segue right into it because we need to decide. Okay. (laughs) What do you think is more pressing? The James Dean controversy or this movies getting pushed to 2021 controversy? I I think James Dean is more important.
1: I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it has longer lasting implications, whereas we both acknowledge that movies getting pushed, like that's a 2020 issue and it will all be good. Yes. Okay.
0: Then I want to move on to a director who, as we were just saying, they don't realise they're making movies that are dumb, but they make movies that are dumb. And it's Zack Snyder and his oh. the fact that he's been awarded millions of dollars to recut his film Justice League into a four-part series <laughs> for HBO called The Snyder Cut.
1: How do you it's feel about so, this one, Noah? I have so many thoughts on Snyder Cut. <laughs> There's the okay. fact that it went from being something funny to being something that actually kind of has interesting implications. The yeah. fact that it's like, this is auteur theory. Like, the poster for this, Zach, it's like, you know how when you get a book and it's like, Stephen King, and then at the bottom yeah. of the book, it's like The Shining. It's like
0: the Moo Chronicles and, Z- like, who cares? Like, <laughs> you're only getting it for the author.
1: Literally, it's like, Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> and I'm like... Who, 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 wants? Uh, there's that. Fact. Yeah. There's the fact that. Can you tell the listeners the your? <laughs> it's very funny. Um, our little conversation about Zack Snyder's relationship to music and soundtracks. Oh. You know how you were like, wait, the, what's so my? In, so in the trailer for Zack Snyder's, we should probably give the full release of Snyder Cut story in a sec. But yeah, this oh, um the trailer that they released recently. The the music in the background is a very, oh. very acoustic cover of Hallelujah. Yeah. And, um... I think
0: Zack Snyder was, like, as moved by the use of hallelujah in shrek as we all were and he just hasn't gotten (laughs) over it and every movie he's like what about all-star what about like an edgy version of all-star and they're like stop stop stealing shrek songs no you're
1: an (laughs) all-star literally no No. um eliza you yeah you said to me that you're like i think he just goes into spotify he doesn't actually listen to music he just goes into spotify looks up epic movie music and like goes oh yeah cool song and just does that
0: absolutely yeah he just (laughs) do you want to summarize this or do you want me to go
1: yeah sure thing um so justice league obviously um with the success of the marvel cinematic universe uh they were like damn who's going to champion the dc universe forward and they picked Zack snyder not as
0: I think well, also well, as a response to like the Christopher Nolan Batman movies they're like yeah we can we can keep doing this and we can build like a dark DC and universe. edgy and
1: yeah grimy and stuff yeah like it um, seemed like
0: an obvious decision like yeah
1: totally license. yeah and uh, there's such a big conversation to have about the whole Zack Snyder thing with being like he's a visual person beyond like a thousand times more than like a story person the whole thing for yeah. me being like all Zack Snyder films he goes for tone but doesn't really like yeah. care about fitting the story so his other movies are
0: like 300 sucker punch my favorite
1: movie <laughs> Watchmen,
0: <laughs> yeah um and the, the Dawn day of the dead, dead Dawn of the dead which was yeah. pretty good
1: yeah it actually is pretty good it's probably my favorite of his films um anyway so he made man of steel which i still quite like uh, i don't mind it um he made batman v superman which is just wildly bad and um really tragically in the middle of making justice league uh, and his wife is the producer as well. I think. Yeah. Um. They're actually I'm not sure if it's his son or his daughter. It's his daughter. But his daughter. Um, committed suicide, uh, which is really tragic. Uh, so he stepped down, and they got Joss Whedon in to complete the film. Joss Whedon. But I think being yeah. the huge, like, you know, king of the nerds, essentially, like, as well as creating Buffy The Vampire Slayer, Firefly, Dollhouse, he's also the director and writer of. The Avengers, which, and Avengers Age of Ultron, which essentially kicked off all of this. And um, is like
0: DC's main competitor, yes, I guess, because of the 100.
1: Yeah, exactly. And he finished the film. And as a lot of people listening probably know, the film is not good. Uh, and essentially <laughs> DC fanboys did what they do, which is not understanding how movies work, and <laughs> started a thing being like, hashtag release the Snyder cut. As though there was some cut of Zack Snyder's Justice League just sitting in a vault that Warner Brothers were like, "We're not releasing it. We're not releasing it." it the brothers were
0: like, "It's too good. It's too powerful. We can't <laughs> let it out of the vault. It will
1: shake the world. We can't let them see it. Like literally, like it doesn't exist." And essentially, it got so much traction, so much so that like Jason Momoa, who plays Aquaman, and Ben Affleck, who plays Batman, and a bunch of people were like. Sharing like yeah, release the Snyder cut, and it was just a big joke for months and months. Being like, there are so many amazing movies that got chewed up by studios, yeah. destroyed by boards of producers and stuff that we <laughs> love to see the proper cut it's of. It's
0: like movies. me, me in the nineteen fifties with like like Orson Welles being like, yeah, release the Ambersons cut, please give us magnificent Ambersons uncut, literally, it's
1: there. just release it. Just all this And, like, there are literally movies where, like, they literally are sitting in a vault. My biggest one being Wes Craven's cut of Cursed, which was destroyed by Ooh. Harvey Weinstein, is... What, it would have been one of the best Werewolf movies ever. It literally is sitting in a vault. Wes Craven's like, yeah, we finished it. We loved it. Everyone loved it. And Harvey Weinstein was like, no, I don't like it, and made us reshoot the last hour. And it's crap now. Those movies exist, but no, people were like, we want Zack Snyder's Justice League to the extent that it is now being made. And if you need a bigger indicator of the fact that this cut didn't exist in the first place, they're putting $70 million into reshoots.
0: So not that's not like editing together like this little existing thing. That's they had to like drag Gal Gadot out of the imagined video. They had to like <laughs> get Ben Affleck and be like, "Please, Anna de Armas, let us take Ben Affleck for five minutes to reshoot this terrible, this terrible Justice League movie." And it's going to be a four part, like four hours in little episodes.
1: Uh, who and wants yeah, this? It just, just baffles cozy. me that people want this. It literally like, who wants? F- four hours of what we got already i don't i i really don't want it to exist eliza like yeah. in any way
0: i think this and i and one maybe two of the other controversies here the reason they scare me is because it shows how much like weird yeah. contrarian like fan Thing discourse is actually changing movies it matters like, now, Yeah. people whinged about it enough and they were like yeah okay we'll do this snyder, snyder cut <laughs> And that they're doing it
1: properly. Crazy. Like again, it isn't just that they're like, yeah, we'll do some half-assed version of it. They literally like were like, yeah, whatever money you need to do this, you can do it.
0: Like, yeah. imagine giving world? that seventy million, just like going to any graduating class of like a film school and being like, hey guys, like pitch your ideas and we'll evenly split the seventy million between your projects. Like, imagine the movies exactly. you would get. They would be off the hook. And instead, we're getting like, we're getting this, and I can't wait. <laughs> it's be great. Yeah,
1: it's crap. And again, I like how you pointed out. Again a dumb thing that does actually have implications in a weird way. Yes, very.
0: So where do we place lame. this? Is this bigger than the James Dean situation? Um,
1: I think it's a more present issue at the moment. I think the whole thing of like yeah. fans and audience response actually dictating the way our art ends up looking is a more present problem mm-hmm. than stupid um uncanny valley CGI recreations of actors, even though I think in the future that's a bigger problem.
0: Yeah. I think as well the James Dean thing, like the movie hasn't been made or anything. Like I yeah. think that the the story was kind of from the start of the year and we haven't heard anything since. So it literally could have true. just been like some silly like publicity thing.
1: Yeah, very true. Very true.
0: Um, if we're Stunning. talking about like fan response and stuff, yeah. would you like to talk about Ugly Sonic? Hashtag oh. justice for Ugly Sonic.
1: Oh, let's do it. Let's dive in.
0: Oh my God! So Te-
1: teach the people, tell them, spread the word of God.
0: <laughs> the word of hedgehog God? Did you know God is hedgehog? back? No, it,
1: it was um, there. No, this God.
0: So this year or last year, I don't. When I think it would have been end of last year, maybe right. It was yeah. a bit after Cats because they're both kind of similar projects.
1: Oh yeah. A trailer True. was
0: released. A trailer was released for a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And it had kind of been getting teased for a couple of months, like the reveal of what the titular hedgehog was gonna look like. And for a while, like we got these posters of like creepy, like thick blue legs, and like pearly it would be like white, sonic. T- like
1: human teeth, <laughs> yeah. pearly white human teeth.
0: <laughs> so I think everyone was already kind of tense. And then the trailer for this movie came out, and there was a very, very negative fan response of people saying why is Sonic so ugly he has really humanoid features he is like just doing little donuts right in the middle of the uncanny valley <laughs> he's like using it as like a skateboarding like what do you call that a u-bend or something
1: is yeah, that just like so. a half pipe or no, something yeah right. he's just so. he's having a
0: great time in the uncanny valley <laughs> and people were so angry and like there were so many great memes about it that basically like I think within the week the production company said, like, <laughs> okay, we got, we heard you guys, so we're going to take five, and when we come back, we're keeping the film's original release date, and we're going to redesign Sonic, and you'll like what you see. And people did. Like, they redesigned it. The movie came out as scheduled, so probably involved some, like, backbreaking labor for the animators and stuff. And, and generally, they, they people quite how liked, liked
1: it. And, yeah, yeah. They, they, they did improve how he looks, and I haven't seen it personally, but, like, a lot of people say, like, for a movie about Sonic the Hedgehog, the video game <laughs> character, it's pretty fun.
0: It was fine. I have not seen that. it. Was, <laughs> I've, I saw it and I kind of wish I had it because I was like, this is just so sad. I just saw it alone <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> there, was a, there was two other children in the cinema. So I didn't yeah. really, I felt kind of bad going you go see it. it. was a shameful experience.
1: <laughs> but yeah, um, it was a yeah. fine movie. So again, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry, no, you, you dropped out, so I started speaking over you. Sorry. Um, it, it's another weird one of, like, it empower the The negative is how this could empower fan bases to think that they should have input on artistic decisions, which I'm kind of just, like... Obviously, if you're creating something from a property that exists, you're going to take into account, okay, what is this thing? How do people know it? What do people think of it? What do people, like, revere and stuff? And then from there, that's where that should end, kind of, like... Mm. In the sense of think about things like, the you know the go to one being things like Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton's original casting in Batman and Heath Ledger's as Joker in the Batman in sorry in Batman and in the Dark Knight respectively. Where like imagine if twenty twenty audiences have been like how dare you? Um, yeah, like that is not a thing that should happen. Like people that make movies should be like yeah, and now it's up to me. I am the one making the thing, but. Mm. I think this situation is different because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, from what I heard, everyone that worked on the movie was like, yeah, we hated the design. We had another design ready. The producers, for some reason, thought we wanted some edgy, cool, gritty, sonic look. (laughs) So that's why it was in there. And that's why the swap was so easy. That's why I think this one's a bit different because literally the team was like begging to do it as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've also heard or I might have just like made this up myself in my head. I don't know. (laughs) Do you, does any part of you think it was actually like a conspiracy to like drum up interest in the movie because like imagine your favorite property. If someone was like, we're making Halloween seven, the quest for runes. And then they revealed the design of Michael Meyer and he looked terrible. Wouldn't you feel like incensed? And then when they fixed it, wouldn't you be like, Oh, thank God. Okay. Well now I'll go see it. Thanks guys.
1: It's true. I actually fully support that. That's the kind of conspiracy theory I can get around. It's very true. And it's also a good point that I have to position it. I'm not a Sonic boy. I'm not, what's that kid's name? You know that kid? He's like,
0: like Sonic, like Sonic, like Sonic. You
1: know that kid? What's his name?
0: No, I don't remember. Sammy him.
1: Sammy, so- Sonic fan Sammy or something? Sammy Sonic, probably. Yeah. And he's like,
0: when will you learn? <laughs> when will you learn? When will you learn? <laughs> the of <generations! laughs>
1: so that kid, we have to be thinking, this movie oh is God. for him. It's not for us, all. Yeah. It's for him. It's for Sammy. And Sammy wants Sonic to don't look fix right. If not fix how
0: Sonic looks, Sammy will scream. <laughs> you need to fix Sonic. <laughs>
1: The whole movie was probably made out of fear of the wrath of Sammy. They're probably terrified. <laughs> the little gremlin, they're probably fucking fear for their lives. They're like, guys, he's Sammy's gonna find wherever. us. Get rid of the teeth, get rid of the teeth. Oh my
0: god. From wherever he lives in the United States, like Wisconsin or something, as soon as you see the, the trailer, he just starts Naruto running to Los Angeles. <laughs> and they're like, he's coming, he's two states away, we need to hurry. Go to probably. option B. Yeah,
1: yeah, but again, like, I I think they they made it look better. I actually think it's kind of, it's the kind of design choice that happened in, like, the late 90s. You know, like, properties were getting adapted in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, and it's like, this feels and looks weird. Like, like who Flintstones, is this
0: for? Super Mario. Yeah. Is that what
1: you mean? I just mean shit like that, I guess. Yeah. And even just like uh, some of the early superhero things. Like, you know, that movie Spawn and stuff like that? I haven't seen it. Oh, but yeah. I mean, like, I, I just mean like the weird, like, emo edge vibe around some yes. design things where you're like, uh, being like is this?
0: this isn't your granddaddy's spawn yeah. or whatever it's like, yeah oh. exactly <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> ah, cool okay yeah literally well, that thing you
0: know what while talking about this scandal though I'm like laughing and enjoying myself I think this is one of my favorite controversies like it's so goofy
1: it is pretty goofy we don't love it but does that mean it goes up the top because it isn't very valid it's, it's, it's goofy. You know what I mean? This is where our I ranking system
0: yeah, is interesting. I, kinda, I think it might be, is it below movies getting pushed to 2021?
1: I think it is. And okay. we take into account that some things at the bottom of the list, we love. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you, Sonic. Get that yes, redesigned. we love you. Get those new boots. Good boy. Um, well, that was, that was so intense talking about Sonic's right to exist like that. Can we (laughs) pick a controversy that's a little bit less intense? Yeah. And can we talk about Christopher Nolan? You, please feel
0: free to pick one.
1: Can we talk about Christopher Nolan banning chairs on set? Yeah. Oh, this This is is just gold. So, um, that, that, (laughs) that's just it pretty much. Apparently Christopher Nolan doesn't let anyone sit down on the sets of his movies. That's about it, right? And I
0: think, yeah. Yeah, I think it's like it was coming up because his new movie, like Tenet, was coming out. And I think mm. it just says a lot about like Christopher Nolan and how he's kind of seen
1: like <gasps> as this control freak,
0: mm. like super like male auteur guy, just being like really intense and like particular about his movies. And like, yeah, I think it's actually not true. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think he actually bans chairs. Yeah. I feel like I feel like there was a quick response from like his publicist or like I think like Anne Hathaway or people that have been in his movies. No, I think Anne Hathaway started. I think Anne Hathaway like, was, like, started. Yeah. It. That
1: does sound familiar, yeah.
0: Yeah. But then a couple of other actors were like, no, he just doesn't want to like encourage people to lounge around while everyone's working. Like he wants everyone to like stay on their feet or like he doesn't ban them, but he just discourages it or something like that.
1: Oh, so dumb. But as you said, like literally <laughs> It's a stupid story, but it speaks to a very interesting conversation that I feel like is happening a lot more at the moment about gatekeeping in film community as well as like the rise of like Mm. more, obviously we need more female directors as well as directors of colour and stuff. Just the idea of being like, we—it it is so entrenched in entertainment industry to be like, directors are like, you know, difficult minds, geniuses. They have untapped brilliance and you need to leave them and you have to follow their code and stuff, Um, (laughs) which A, disregards the pivotal fact that, like, all the best filmmakers are like it takes a community to make a movie. Like, I made this movie just as much as everyone else and, you know, the fact that I'm in charge is just, like, a tiny facet of what this creation we've made is. But also I just think it, like, I don't know It's just like it's so arrogant like it's so yeah. like i'm and uh, to be honest i'm not a Christopher nolan fan at all really like i've never been a big person like i leave a chris nolan film and but his like, cool. movies are really I, popular but there's like an epicness to it and he gets whatever budget he wants he literally can pick his project and if, whatever he wants yeah like people Tenet love has him. really
0: been like the only big like centerpiece release this year and yeah. that it's like pretty Impressive. Like, even if you shit on his movies, like it's pretty cool that he is like basically the only original filmmaker. Like, he's yeah. not. It's not a sequel. It's an original work that yeah. like he could really push and be like, no, it's coming out in cinemas and like make it happen. Like, that's pretty yeah. crazy.
1: But again, like, it's just it, as you said, like so cool that there is someone who can make literally whatever they want at that level. I just I get annoyed that it's Chris Nolan. Like, I kind of do. <laughs> I made. Like I made a TikTok that, uh, went really popular. It just <laughs> like
0: went a little bit viral. Like,
1: <laughs> went A little bit viral about just the fact <laughs> that I'm like, I do think there's something to that. Every single film bro is like, like, you know, there are some hilarious hot takes on Twitter of people being like, if you don't think Chris Nolan is our generation, Stanley Kubrick, you don't know what movies are from people that have seen like 100 movies in their life. Well, um, like, that's
0: it. They just see Christopher Nolan and then they're they like, just see oh man, i got to watch some and like, old shit and they watch some Kubrick.
1: <laughs> and they're like, but don't you get it? It's confusing and dark and edgy and that's why it's good. And it's like, these movies don't make you feel anything. They're all just like a bunch of men running around, <laughs> expl- like shouting exposition at the screen, having <laughs> gay subtext even though it never actually happens. Like,
0: oh my God. I don't know, they
1: just don't make me feel anything. And I think Chris Nolan banning chairs on set is a perfect reflection of how we like idolize auteurism and go like, Oh, it's so cool that this brilliant mind has all these specific rules about how to make his brilliant creation. Shut up, loser. Mm. Just make the damn movie.
0: <laughs> Freaking British yeah. nerd. Wear your little scarf. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> what are other directors? Oh yeah, that's right. Um, when I read that, I also thought of apparently James Cameron on set. If oh, a phone, the mobile phone thing? If a phone goes off, he has a nail gun and he nails it to the wall.
0: Yeah, and you definitely think of, like, James Cameron and Christopher Nolan, they're, like, two of the big boys that still make movies that make millions and millions of dollars and billions and billions. (laughs)
1: 100%, 100%. Um,
0: Yeah, I think it's, like, there is something, I think, kind of changing in how we see that. Like, method acting is not as trendy as it was And really, really literal practices like that, like saying like no chairs because then we're all standing up and we're being creative and like no phones because you need to be focused on me or whatever. Like Mm. there's something so like literal and obvious about it. It's like y'all are adults. Like you couldn't, you can't just be a little bit more like generous about this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Um, exactly. Well, I I also think something that like really genuinely warms my heart right now is like, it's a whole conversation to get into about gatekeeping with with movies, but, like, I've thought so much this year on, like, what is it that every single thing I watched, I saw myself reflected in it, and therefore that led me to a passion for film, and mm. what I see a lot on things like TikTok is people being like, yeah, the reason I talk about, like, Greta Gerwig all the time is because there's stories that for once care about me, like, literally even just like Mm -hmm. the vaguest things I can tell I'm in the mind of the, of the filmmaker. And I think it's like, it is important to point out these auteurism boys club mentalities that don't encourage what's the point of movies. And it's like literally that it should be for everyone and we should be telling everyone's stories.
0: Yeah. But do you feel like there couldn't be something universal in just like a Michael Bay or a James Cameron, like, like very broad,
1: movie Mm. that's
0: like you know even if it still sees the default person as a white american dude named like jack smitsky or something like (laughs) you know is there still going to be something that mr smitsky gets up to that we all can relate to yeah
1: exactly exactly yeah again i just think bring it back to community in the filmmaking sense, as well as in the storytelling sense. This is a lot to get from Chris Nolan mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. letting people sit on chairs on set, but That's very I nice. managed to make it happen. I don't know. Um, but I think this controversy is pretty dumb. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. That just cut out for a little second. Can you say that It's
1: again? okay. All good. Um, but I think this controversy is pretty dumb personally (laughs) what about you do
0: you want to put it at the bottom below Sonic the Hedgehog
1: I do I think like we've
0: talked to it we've managed to like pad it out and talk about it like it's something but I don't think he bans chairs on set so it should be at the bottom probably
1: (laughs) I agree, it probably should. Yeah. It's very I just love the image of Sonic just kicking the shit out of Chris Nolan.
0: <laughs> He's like, I am speedy, but even I gotta sit, Chris. Please.
1: <laughs> let me let me rest my little blue butt. Come on, guy. I've been running all day, buddy. Yeah, literally. That's so good. All right, what's good. up next? All right.
0: Um, do you wanna talk about Joker? Joker, my favorite. Oh, let's maybe? talk
1: about Joker. I think this is, like,
0: the epitome of, like, a storm in a teacup. The situation Mm. here was Joker... (laughs) Oh, man. Joker Uh. won the Gold Lion at Uh. Venice... Um, it's directed by the guy who directed the Hangover movies. It stars Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. I'm the Joker, baby. And it's about <laughs> the Joker, how he became a Joker. But he didn't always be, to be the Joker, but he went crazy. And now he's the Joker. And because the movie has this subtext of like a socially isolated and mentally ill guy, like um, just having like a breakdown and killing people and causing destruction, it's like a pretty obvious parallel to – People doing that in real life and ending people's lives, like incels, like school shootings, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah. stuff like that. And so it led to this, I would say, like, mostly um, from liberal media in the States here saying, like, this movie is dangerous, like, it's encouraging shootings, it's encouraging, like, vigilante, you know anti mm. shenanigans yeah how do you how what do you, how do you reckon it all turned out Noah?
1: well especially seeing as also there was the um the shooting on the uh, opening day of dark Knight rises uh, yeah. at a screening where uh I, the gunman like was wearing joker makeup and claimed he was joker and stuff so they were obviously worried it was going to happen again um uh it's such a difficult one i kind of my thoughts on the film aside, I don't love the film. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. do, which is completely fine. Um, uh, I I think there's valid conversations to be had around movies impacting the world, about movies yeah. like having real-world implications, because I think that's what art's supposed to do. But it's just in that that I'm like, art's always supposed to exist. Art's always supposed to challenge things and point out things. Like I think the conversation it's very funny isn't it that like we're saying joker could inspire shootings and therefore that makes people not be like maybe we should have gun laws like you know what i mean like that's the fucking point is like is this thing not pointing out a flaw then if a movie could inspire someone to go into a cinema and kill people
0: yeah i have to say like i saw the movie um can you hear me okay Yep. yep sorry yeah, totally. um, i saw the movie like i think opening day or set like right after the day after or something yeah in like america yeah were well, you nervous know, i did think, yeah there was a bit where i went out to i had to go pee i don't know what i missed he was like he was being jokery and stuff and then when i came back inside i was like oh my god i wonder if anyone who saw me like walk in the door was worried that i was like a shooter coming in like how crazy is that
1: yeah wow
0: yeah And I I didn't really feel unsafe or anything. Like, I don't
1: know. But But I think it is a valid... (laughs) I I truly Mm. do think, like, it's valid that we talked about it. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. really get why people act like, oh, it's so dumb that we talked about that. It didn't even happen. Like, A, well, that's good. You, of course, don't want it to happen. But B, like, yeah, art should point out, even though it's a film I don't like and I also don't think it has anything intelligent to say about... Like yeah. incels and gun violence and things like that, I do think it Even pointed just out just raising and the topic as a statement. Exactly. Yeah. I mean. it raised the topic, and we all talked about it in regards to the movie. And um, yeah, I remember seeing it at the Astor and thinking, God, if I was in America, I, I that would be on my mind as I was sitting in the cinema seat. Um, Weird. The more interesting one that you've written down here, not the more interesting one, but you've written down here as well um, how this relates to the hunt, which I think yeah. is a more interesting one where you go a lot of this conversation was um like about claiming that it was about the interests of people but it was actually politically like politically minded you know what i mean Do you mm. kind of want to explain what the hunt situation is a bit
0: oh my god it's i can't even kind of remember like this was such a confusing situation yeah but the hunt was this movie it's like a political satire a movie I think Nora and I, we both liked it, right? I thought it was a good movie.
1: It'll be in my top five this year. I I love it. Top five!
0: Oh my god. Yeah, the
1: Hunt is great. The Hunt is it blew me away. I was so surprised by how much I liked it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's a it's a political satire, and for a few years it was in production, and then it was like, you know, it was known that the movie was complete, ready to come out. And Mm. the buzz around it was it's a movie about um left-wing elitists, like coastal elites, killing right-wing people. So it's like, you know, after the 2016 election, that is, that is like a pretty charged kind of idea for a movie being like, well, what if like, Mm. you know, the, the majority of people in this country, the people who voted for Donald Trump and who have like more conservative values were being hunted down for those values. And, um, because the movie is about people being hunted and killed and stuff in a country where there are no gun laws, basically, um, basically every time the movie was set to come out, there would be a school shooting or a public shooting or a church shooting or whatever. And out of respect, um, I don't remember, is it Warner Brothers or whatever studio was like, it's it's Bloom House. Oh, it's bloom. Yeah, totally. Bloom house were like, okay, not this weekend. And they pulled it and like said the movie would come out in like two months time or something. And this year it finally came out. And I think everyone was just like, Oh, okay, no, this, this isn't like a very, Controversial yeah. movie, like it. It was a lot wackier, and I think actually less political than. Well,
1: yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> agree that, like, well, again, that's where where it goes into like how I think this situation is quite interesting because the movie itself is really about Damon. It's written by Damon Lindelof, who is you know writer of Lost and Watchmen. He's great. Um, sorry, excuse me, and the film itself is about the political divide like it's about being like because of social media and the nature of Trump being president like the country has never been more divided so we made a movie about being like you know how every single liberal is like oh my god i fucking hate them i can't hear another word trump says i or i'll go crazy i just want to go out with a gun and kill them all it's literally being like well, they don't usually do that. Obviously, that's a more Republican mindset. But <laughs> the point of the movie being, what if we made a horror movie out of the political divide? And it's actually like a really intelligent breakdown of being like, yes, both sides have stupidity and we should just return. We have to be able to talk about these things. But Trump made like, I think he tweeted about it being like, there's a movie coming yeah, out. Yeah, I have about to tweet we, here. if
0: you want me to read it. Yeah, do you want to read it out? Yeah, his tweet was, I'm not going to do an impression. It's just, he said, Liberal Hollywood is racist at the highest level and with great anger and hate. They like to call themselves elite, but they are not elite. In fact, it is often the people that they so strongly oppose that are actually their elite. The movie coming out is made in order to inflame and cause chaos. They create their own violence and then try to blame others. They are the true racists and very bad for our country. Which, if you watch the movie, is is so similar to the part of the movie. <laughs> like, literally. both sides being like, uh, it's them, they're the evil ones. <laughs> like, that's
1: exactly it, though. It's literally like he's using the movie as a political weapon, even though the fucking movie is about that. It literally is about <laughs> the thing he's saying. <laughs> literally, the tweet, the movie endorses the tweet, but he's out there being like, this movie is like trying to turn cinema goers against every like hardworking Americans. And it's like, Oh my God, miss the point of the movie a little bit more. You dumb Cheeto man. I dare you. Anyway. (laughs) um, Yeah. Um, I think that's a more interesting one than the Joker one, honestly, because yeah, I think it comments on how
0: grouping them.
1: We'll group them together. Yes. I just mean like, I I think it's interesting how Mm. the Joker one feels like, honestly, just a conversation about how we should take note of the conversations that our art inspires. Um, and the hunt one is more so about being like, damn, what an interesting time capsule of it's so a president weaponizing a piece of art.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think I don't find, I didn't find the hunt maybe as clever as you did or like I yes. wasn't. I wasn't as impressed by it. Yeah, fair. I mean, give it a rewatch. It probably like,
1: won't work as well as it did the oh, first time. But just yeah.
0: for the, like, how much it committed to the idea of, like, oh, these rich Democrats, like, what if they got cyberbullied so much they decided to murder people? I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, it just, like, was a little too far-fetched for me. Or, like, it it tried to convince you that that could happen a bit too much. And I was like, don't, don't, honey. I don't, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah um, totally. Yeah. I don't know where we should put this one. Do you reckon it's Mm. above Sonic but below movies getting pushed or do you think it's more interesting and more current than movies getting pushed to 2021?
1: Um, No, that was going to be my suggestion. I reckon it's above Sonic but um, below movies getting pushed to 2021. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Wow. Well, guys, we're almost half – I think we now are halfway through. Wow. wow, this has been thrilling for me, I have to say, to talk disinfect about <laughs> really? stupid things. Um, Eliza, I'm thinking, do we maybe want to peace out and do a two-parter?
0: I kind of yeah, this is like I it's didn't realize chunky. I would have this much to say about. Neither. Like, we
1: have so many thoughts. Static. I know. We don't shut up. I oh reckon we I reckon we say peace out and then we we do another one.
0: That's a good idea. Wow, okay. this is so unplanned, but wow. so magical. <laughs>
1: Well, I'll, I'll, I'll do the spiel then. Shall I? I'll do the big, great. Well, thank you. Thank you so much everyone for listening, um, to this special episode. Again, we miss making episodes. We really do. Um, so please, when we come back with more eps, uh, give it a listen. If you uh, haven't yet, leave us a review subscribe and tell a friend about it and stuff we really are keen to get hit the ground running again when we can get episodes back out in the world yeah um if you have any questions or any suggestions or anything like that um you can email us at twin podcast at gmail.com um yeah. and we also why don't f- you
0: let us know like any movies or any controversies that we've yeah. forgotten about and like yeah, very we'll, we'll true. chat about them because i want to hear as well like what Meg and Anthony have to say if they know about, if if they're into any of them.
1: Yeah, very true. When we get together. I want to hear their thoughts as well. Um, And yeah. And if you guys have any cool controversies or anything you want us to talk about, that could be fun. I just generally think this has been really fun. We should do more like special little episodes, I reckon. Um, And yeah, Yeah. we have a great Facebook and Instagram uh, Mm. that you can jump on where we have, you know, lots of fun little extras. Like we tell you what the next movie of the week is going to be. We let you vote on your triple in the attic. Um, which sometimes
0: on, 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 is the decider.
1: Yes, exactly. Sometimes you decide the, uh, um, which of the Twin Peaks win. That's happened about three times, and every time I've lost. <laughs> 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 so that says a lot about my taste, doesn't it? Um, Eliza, do you want to tell the folks about Rothka?
0: Yes. I'll quickly plug roughcutfilm.com, which is publishing some really nice stuff soon. We're doing like little catch-ups with the whole staff of the website and just like learning what they've been watching during quarantine. So they're going to have like amazing, super qualified recommendations. Yeah, but yeah. also... While Anthony's not here, let's cheekily plug his new music
1: label over. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So as I'm sure you guys have noticed from the way he talks, but he's a very intelligent man, Anthony. He literally can do it all. He Every time I message him about a new project or something, he's like, yep, I'll do it. And he's got like 400 projects going, one oh of which God. being he started his own label um, with a bunch of, uh, other VCA grads. Um, and the music's all awesome. Yeah, it's so great. I just great. can't believe
0: how much of it there is as well. Like they've already got like a bunch of EPs. Yeah. And he put out his own single in cycles, which is really great.
1: Yeah. Literally. And I think
0: we'll probably have to wait to have him on so that he can properly sell it. But like, until yeah. then, like we'll, we'll link
1: to it and you should really listen because exactly. it's very exciting. 100%. That's the one i think that's all then tune in next week for part oh two Ooh. and
0: looking at the ones we have to talk about next week they are like intense like it's gonna it's gonna get more,
1: <laughs> yeah, more scary it's it's i don't know if i'm dark. equipped
0: to talk about these ones
1: <laughs> <laughs> well we'll see won't we okay oh my God. great see ya, everyone Bye, bye, bye. bye.